Alrighty, hello and welcome back to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. My name is Alexis. I am the show's host. Today's episode is by popular uh, question um, demand from uh, a follower that, you know, I'm open all the time. If you have something you want me to talk about, I will talk about it. Um, we have a lot of questions, or we, myself, I have a lot of questions that come in um, that kind of correlate um, now to bodybuilding. Um, bodybuilding and the practices within bodybuilding or kind of like, you know, hot topics, like, I don't know, buzzwords um, can be a little bit confusing. And um, we're going to clarify some different rhetorics that do get kind of tossed around there. Um, And that is the science of refeeding. We're going to talk about all the things of refeeding. And if you're not familiar with the the buzzword of refeeding, in the scope of bodybuilding, um, people will use refeeding after a cut to get back to maintenance calories or say like after a bodybuilding show, right? Like they've spent a really significant amount of time in a deficit. They will use the method of refeeding um, or reverse dieting um, to get back to some type of normalcy within their diet. We're going to kind of break that down. And of course, in the end, I'm going to give you my personal opinion on it. In another scope of the health and fitness industry, we see or at least I see a lot of registered dietitians or just, I don't know, nutrition folk that talk a lot about refeeding or reverse dieting. Um, it's like this miracle thing. Um, and as you know, if something uh, <laughs> claims to be a miracle when it comes to health and nutrition and, and wellness, it's probably not. It's probably highly scammy and that person probably doesn't understand or know a lot about nutrition or health science, or they think they do, and they're falling for a ploy to get you to follow and and have like all the lovely feedback for it. Because um, usually people say, oh, you know, you refeed and it's an excuse to have a cheat day um, or reverse dieting is just an excuse to eat more. Um, or some people say it's like an allowance to eat more. Um, and the funniest one is when people say, oh, well, reverse dieting, um, actually helped me lose weight. That is the first sure, sure thing that I, you know nothing about reverse dieting. When you reverse diet, you increase your calories. So when you increase your calories, you are either going to stay the same weight, you're going to maintain that current weight because you're not in deficit calories anymore, or you're going to gain weight. Um, what happens with that specific example, which we've talked about on the podcast before, um, is somebody behaviorally cannot adhere to such a low caloric amount that they end up overeating a lot, um, without knowing it or they don't track it or whatever, whatever. And so the minute you kind of give them the allowance of, how about you try this new caloric amount? Maybe it's a little bit higher and they give it a try and behaviorally they feel like they can settle into that and their hunger is down and they do that more consistently. They say that's a reverse diet. No, you, you were eating more calories and you cut down, but psychologically you feel like you're eating less because you're just adhering better. Okay. When it comes to refeeding, the signs of refeeding, 
Of course, of course, we don't have enough or a ton of research to implement, um, you know, set in stone practices, right? Um, uh, you know, the claim that <laughs> refeeding benefits metabolic rate in weight loss is a pretty big claim. And we don't have enough research um, to show that that is true. But of course, we do have anecdotal evidence that shows some benefits in very specific examples. Um, again, the topic of the big claim that refeeding specifically um, improves your metabolic rate when trying to lose weight. It's a big claim because everybody wants to improve their metabolic rate in a fun way, like eating more, right? Um, no one wants to improve their metabolic weight rate, excuse me, through steady state cardio, through sleep, through proper hydration, through a high protein diet, through proper fat intake. Nobody wants to do those things. So eating more, getting a little chance to do a binge, does not sound lovely. Um, obviously I think you're getting my sarcasm of where my opinion falls on the topic with the research that we have. So the top two benefits that we can see anecdotally from a refeed um, would be one, which I think is the primary one that I'm okay with, that I recommend in my clients if we have an issue. If, if you're a good coach, you, you don't run into this issue, but it can, can reduce the risk of binge eating. Um, and basically when I see that benefit is that you allow yourself to have the food that you really want, um, that is probably far too calorically dense to fit into your calories. So you have it, um, maybe you go over your deficit calories. So it's technically a refeed, you're eating at maintenance, whatever it might be. Um, but because you allowed that activity to occur, um, because you didn't, you know, continue the restriction when behaviorally you really wanted that food, you put off a binging episode. That is a positive. That's a win for me. Okay. Does that improve metabolic rate though? Probably not. Probably not. Does it improve your behavioral adherence to your diet long-term? Absolutely. Yes. Win. Then the secondary uh, benefit that I am okay with, again, <laughs> does it improve metabolic rate? No. Um, but does it help you with your adherence? Yes. Uh, a refeed can provide a mental break from dieting, which I don't think enough people utilize within their dieting because you've got this teeter-totter seesaw of I'm impatient as fuck and I want my results now. But at the same time, trying to diet for more than 12 weeks can be mentally fatiguing if you are being very, very serious about what you're doing, okay? Going back and forth between that seesaw is a hard, it's a hard balance. It's a hard place to be, but it's part of the journey, right? Locking into, hey, these are forever changes that I have to make to maintain a healthy weight. And within this, like, I am stressed. I am in a deficit. You know, I, I'm doing hard things to change and shape my body. And that while it takes time, I might need a break here or there. And the breaks become 
less and less, I will say, the more you practice and get that skill of improving your quality of food, your food standards, and what you put in your body and your your daily movement patterns and things like that. The final thing, again, but that's not improving your metabolic rate. Does it inconsequentially improve your metabolic rate because it, again, helps you adhere to doing exercise and a healthy diet long-term, cool. That correlation is not causation. The direct causation of eating more is not related to improving a metabolic rate. It's just not, okay? The only logical thing that we can see a little bit from a refeed, and we're gonna talk about this in specific examples, um, would be a slight leptin adjustment Um, that could improve your metabolic rate if your behavior allows you to push yourself harder in the gym. And of course, if you increase your food, um, your metabolism will increase to utilize that food. Yes, logically it does. It's the same thing with if you weigh more, your metabolism is burning far more calories to maintain that larger person. Our bodies are very logical. So where we might see some additional benefit is in performance, right? And so that's what we're going to talk about in leptin production. But it's yet to be specifically proven that it would be any more beneficial metabolically, not behaviorally. So, um, you know, I think that a refeed, personally for me, that term is a general population, like a gen pop term for energy periodization, which not enough people utilize, okay? You can have energy periodization in the short term, and you can have energy periodization in the long term. So energy periodization in the short term would be as simple as, okay, eating something before you work out, carbs before you work out, protein after your workout. That is a form of energy periodization. You are periodically changing your food intake designated to the activity that you are about to do to support it nutritionally. You can have it on the larger spectrum of things like cutting and bulking. That is energy periodization. If you cut for 12 weeks, then you're at maintenance for six weeks and then you bulk for six weeks. That is using periodization with your energy to support specific goals, okay? Most of you probably already do some type of energy periodization based on your rising and falling leptin levels, which leptin is a hormone that is a satiation hormone, tells your brain if you're full or not. And if you look at this in nature, we see this as well in hibernating animals or, you know, animals in general, um, they have periods where they eat a lot and they have periods where they don't eat a lot. Energy periodization is as old as it gets, okay? You eat before you go for a hunt, you know, you eat after. It's a long, it's a long time thing. There's no debating energy periodization and and its uh, utility. It's good, okay? So what is, like, what is a refeed? What, What the fuck is it? All a refeed is, is spending a few days increasing your calories to try. The attempt is usually to try and increase your leptin levels to enhance your fat loss results, okay? 
That is the goal. That's what people usually try to do. Um, But it doesn't always work like that. How I people see how I see people do a refeed is they do a binge fest. They do a cheat day. Um, And I don't like that. We've talked about cheat days before on the podcast. Don't like cheat days. It's not good for you. It's not good for your insulin sensitivity. No, no, no. And that to me is a much larger rooted issue um, at play. So leptin, again, is a hormone in your body that affects your metabolic rate, and your satiety. When you diet and you decrease your calories, it slows down your production of leptin to try and prevent fat loss as a survival mechanism. But guess what? Your body can't can't prevent it for very long <laughs> when you decrease your calories. There's no getting past that, um, that energy balance, okay? But what it does is it tries it decreases the production of leptin to say, hey, you're not satiated. This is a problem if we want to maintain our current body. It's a great survival mechanism, but not in a place where we don't have to survive calorically. So what people will do is they'll try to manipulate those leptin levels by doing a refeed. Um, Again, what I see an issue with is people are pushing the diet far too hard, decreasing your calories far too much um, to where you have to binge after uh, to bring those leptin levels back up. Again, that's where bodybuilding gets really challenging and people get the eating disorder. It's because they are so, 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 so hungry from being in a deficit from far too long that the minute you even get a hint of your leptin levels being raised back up, you can't stop. You can't stop eating at all. Um, and so it's just something to be knowledgeable of, to understand about your bodily functions. So in a healthy person, ideally more leptin would mean a higher metabolism, right? You're more satiated, um, therefore you have more fat burned. Um, But there are two issues with that. Eating extra calories only boosts leptin. Get this. So again, going back to nutrition, periodization, energy periodization, if you eat more, guess how long leptin is improved for? Only six hours. Duh, it's a hormone. It's a hormone. So that would mean for six hours, if you ate a little bit more, you would feel better, but then you just return back. So again, that does support energy periodization when it comes to a workout. You eat some more calories before you work out, and then you maintain a deficit over time, but because you have more carbs readily available to you and your leptin levels are higher, you feel more satiated, you feel more energized, you have energy stored ready to go for your workout, that is a great utilization of quote unquote a refeed, but nutritional periodization ultimately. Second, again, this is what I said, obese people already have higher levels of leptin than lean people. This is the problem, okay? When you are overweight, you are rarely ever not satiated because, again, there's a huge difference between physical hunger, emotional hunger, satiation, and and being not satiated. All very, very different things. And when you lose weight 
you start to realize the difference between all of them. Because if you have excess body fat on you, you're probably rarely ever truly hungry. When you have excess body fat, you have a higher level of satiation and a higher level of leptin level. It's a good thing. It's it's how it's meant to be. If you have excess body fat, your body says, great, we're good. But because of the, the foods that we have readily available to us, the emotional eating, all those things, the leptin level being high, the satiation rate being high doesn't stop us from eating more and putting on more weight like it should. Again, because yes, when you are overweight, your metabolism is high. It's working very hard to maintain your larger physique. Very, very hard. So refeeds could potentially, like I said, enhance your exercise performance during a fat loss phase by increasing the levels of glycogen stored before a workout. Absolutely love that. It's what I have all my clients utilize. Carbohydrates have a larger effect on leptin and thyroid levels for um, than fat or protein, okay? This is why we eat carbs before a workout because of our insulin sensitivity um, and carbs are easily digestible, quick energy. So we wanna eat carbs before a workout because they, again, have a larger leptin impact so you're not hungry while you're working out, etc. What a refeed is not, okay? A refeed is not a cheat day, a refeed is not binge eating or eating whatever you want. So I see this happen with the refeeds that are filmed online as people will be like, I had my five, come along with me on my 5,000 calorie refeed day or come along with me on my 10,000 calorie refeed day. And it's a bunch of junk like burgers and pizzas and cake and cookies and donuts That is, in my opinion, again, now it's my opinion. So everything we talked about earlier is data backed by science. In my opinion, that is not behaviorally going to serve you quite well in your long-term journey of sustainable weight, um, sustainable health, and, and living a very happy, healthy life. It's just not, in my opinion. I see like those people are taken captive by like demons in their brain. They're fighting themselves constantly. Um, And that is not good. Again, because they cut calories so low for so long to be that lean. And then, of course, consequentially, when you do a 10,000 calorie quote unquote refeed binge eating session, the next day you look sick as fuck because you're pumped up. You got carbs, Um, you get a sick pump. And so it's a vicious cycle of diet down, diet down, diet down. And then, okay, just binge eat, diet down, diet down, diet down, binge eat. See it happen a lot. So when would a refeed be necessary? Uh, A real refeed, okay? Like I said before, when you need to take a diet break. So maybe you eat at maintenance for a little bit. But again, your food doesn't actually change. The food itself, you'll up your carbs, you know, probably up your protein a little bit, up your fat, but you're not just eating carbs. You're not going from eating, you know, 170 grams or 250 grams of carbs a day to 500. That, no. 
So you eat at maintenance, take a little bit of a diet break. Of course, you can within that maintenance, you get to eat more. You get to probably improve your sleep, improve your metrics in the gym, and then get back to whatever goal you had to begin with, which I'm assuming was cutting a bit of fat. That is great. That is a great psychological break. That's a great, um, you know, for women, hormonal break, especially if your sleep is shit. That's a great thing to do. A refi can also be necessary for performance, right? Like if your gym performance is going down, you can't finish workouts, you're out of breath, you're exhausted, you feel beat up all the time, might be time to take a diet break. And yes, refeed, eat a little bit more, you know, replenish those glycogen stores, bring the leptin levels back up and feel a little bit normal. So again, another time you would refeed is after a body building phase. And people all, again, reverse dieting is such a like a coin term. All reverse dieting is, is slowly increasing your calories back up to maintenance so that it's a controlled increase. Some people need the controlled increase, especially after a bodybuilding competition to reduce the potential of binge eating and developing an eating disorder. Some people are psychologically fine and they can literally go from their dieting calories to their maintenance calories the next day. I have found that most people are not that disciplined, okay? And most people need to slowly inch and creep up to maintain their good nutrient-dense practices. Um, Another time, like I said, when your refeed might be necessary is bad biofeedback. If you have extreme stress all of a sudden out of nowhere, might be time to take a diet break, okay? If your sleep out of nowhere is fucking shit, probably time to take a diet break. If you're, you know, all of those bad biofeedback markers of like, oh, something is really bad, something's really off, might be time to increase calories back up a bit. And when I say that, again, it's maintenance calories. So it's increasing by 300 to 500 calories. It's not going 1,000, 10,000 like I see on the internet. Okay. Who is a refeed for? A refeed is for advanced people. Okay. Advanced dieting individuals who are focused on their performance, who are focused on maintaining their lean muscle mass and who are good at manipulating their diets. A a refeed is usually not for the Joe Schmo. Okay. Um, for the Joe Schmo, who's trying to lose some body fat, you are already, you already have a lot of excess body fat. You have a lot to lose. Um, and you are just going to be in a moderate deficit until you reach that goal. And you're fine because the moderate deficit is good. It's not dramatically affecting your leptin levels anyway, because it's not a big deficit. So you're fine. You know, you're doing all the other good practices, eating high protein diet, working out. So you're maintaining your lean muscle mass. You're not pushing it to the brink or the edge of reality. (laughs) Um, Now, people who are leaner, you could fit into the advanced dieting individual, right? So maybe you have a little bit of body fat that you want to lose, but it's maybe 10 pounds. It's going to take a long time. You might have to be really diligent and patient and do a break and be on and off and on and off. Um, or again, I would still put you in the advanced dieting individual. If you've lost a significant amount of weight over 50 pounds for 
I, I maybe I'll even say over 70 pounds, depending on how much you started out with, that's probably an okay time to take a diet break. Okay. Um, but again, if you've lost that amount of weight, you're an advanced dieter, you know, what's up, you know how to get there. Um, and if, especially if you maintained it, you're advanced, but if you're just beginning, don't even worry about what a refeed or eating more, eating at maintenance for a little bit or taking a diet break. What is the difference between a refeed and reverse dieting? Um, again, refeeding is used primarily for a purpose related to performance, biofeedback, or physique, while reverse dieting is used to end the diet altogether and refer, return to a maintenance intake or enter into a different phase of dieting like eating in a surplus. How to incorporate a refeed into your diet plan? Again, you could do high carbs before your workout or, you know, the day before, day of. Um, you can do high protein at the end of the day um, or after the workout. If you're experiencing mental or emotional side effects of dieting, then you can plan it. And again, plan it so it's not a binge eating episode. Um, and then the food you eat is really important when you incorporate it into your diet, right? The food quality, it's just not an excuse to eat whatever you want. So being super diligent about that. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. There's about a recipe for everything under the sun, um, that you would want to eat, um, and changing it into something high protein healthy. I haven't found something that you can't, change yet. Um, like even the high protein pizzas these days are so good. Um, so, you know, really sometimes it takes sacrifice and making those choices of like, Hey, look, you know, I'm not going to have that or whatever. Um, or have an alternative how to use a refeed to hit a performance goal. So usually every seven to 10 days, you would do a refeed centered around your performance goals. So say, you know, you have your regular training schedule and you want to hit a deadlift PR. You would do your regular training schedule for, you know, seven to 10 days. And then either the night before or the day of your PR, you would up your food. Okay. Um, and so you'd ideally to eat higher carb, um, and then higher protein right after. And the numbers, I'm not going to give specific numbers of what percentage or this, that, and the other, because it's going to look wildly different f- for everyone. Um, physique competitors doing refeeds on thousands and thousands of calories. Um, I put a funny note by this. I'm going to give you a little bit of a behind the scenes reality check because who would I be if I didn't give you the insight to that um, and kind of what I see and how I monitor behavior online. It's very easy and apparent to me when someone overeats. Um, I can see it in your face and in your body. And the context of that comment is when you are dieting and you binge, you are going to be very swollen, bloated, and and bigger because you're holding in water and usually salt and, you know, carbs. Um, so you're going to be inflamed. I see it happen a lot after bodybuilding competitions and it makes me 
really, really sad. Um, there's a specific creator that's a part of the EchoVision team who was recently very open and honest about um, fucking up his diet after the show, his show. And he said, he was like, oh, I had this plan, like I was going to be good and it was going to be fine. And he has one of the best coaches out there, TNF, for bodybuilding, male bodybuilding, the best, okay? Um, And even with his coach's guidance, he said of his own accord, you know, I've really fucked up. He's like, I've been binging for four or five days straight and couldn't stop eating. I saw another, I can't remember his name, but he actually gave like the in-depth caloric amount estimation that he ate in seven days. This guy said that in seven days, he probably ate around like 75,000 calories. That's like crazy. That's like almost, what, 10,000 calories a day. And he said he hadn't stopped eating for seven days straight. That's not a refeed. That's a cry for help. Um, And that your lifestyle, which the lifestyle of bodybuilding, might be highly unsustainable for you. It's a beautiful sport. Uh, It's incredible. People are incredible within it. But it might not be for you. Okay? Building these dream physiques that we see in the top 1% of genetics and lifestyles that people have, it might not be you. And so staying in your own lane, figuring out your own nutrition, your own values, your own goals, whatever you want to do is what you have to do. And you need to really realize that people only show their best selves on social media, even like myself, a very like honest, trying to be vulnerable person. I'm terrified of you guys, terrified of judgment, terrified of being vulnerable, um, terrified of failing, terrified of letting you down. And I don't struggle with things like casein. Um, and that is, we need to be talking more about that. And, you know, I think as a big stark reminder, everybody you see online that is in fitness is a person. They're a human fucking being. They're a person. And I see far too many people not treating each other as such. And be a little bit more gracious to yourself and the people that you consume content from. Because again, we're all in this competition and race to just show our best selves. And it's not good. Like you're going to have downtimes. You're out of like each month, I think there's like four days out of the month where I feel perfectly like good about my physique in the sense that like, ooh, yay, I woke up feeling like super cut and lean. There's like, (laughs) it's highly manipulated by your stress, by your hormones, by your food intake, by your energy expenditure, by a bunch of shit. Like, that's why bodybuilding as a whole, looking really good on stage for judges, is highly manipulated down to the color of your skin and the tattoos on it and what you wear and the lights, okay? Like, 
that's, you can manipulate your body in so many different ways to portray a certain image. And so I really want you to hear me in this, that I want you to focus on your performance. I want you to focus on how you feel. I want you to focus on your health. And I don't want you to get caught up in what you look like or don't look like and getting stuck in a diet binge and refeed and diet back down. Instead, using refeeds in a micro sense to hit performance goals and behavioral management goals within your routine. Okay, I will tell you logically, most people end up refeeding anyway, just throughout their lives with natural refeeding, like holidays, eating out, your birthday, anniversaries, like you just end up doing it without purpose or intention, even if you are tracking or not, like it just ends up happening throughout the year. And so I would say, unless again, you're that advanced individual, you don't really have to be worried about a refeed. Okay. Um, what I would say is if you feel like your performance has been in the shitter, you've dieted down a lot, maybe you're not as lean as you want yet, you still might need a diet break. You still might need to eat at maintenance for a little bit and then go back into dieting again. It's part of the human process. It's part of shaping and building your body. You're not going to be able to be in a deficit forever. So taking a break, being at maintenance would be much better than trying to refeed a day and diet back down, refeed a day and diet back down and just embrace the suck, embrace that this takes a long ass time to build your body into what you really want it to be. It takes a long ass time to get as lean as you want to be and you'll get there in time. Okay. Um, in conclusion, of this topic and I'll I'll put the research and below of course in the description like I do we need far more research to determine the efficacy of refeeds as a dieting tool to help your weight loss when it comes to metabolic efficiencies um the greatest benefit again is going to be behaviorally you know taking the mental break and having emotional benefit from changing your daily routine and negative effects of dieting, period, full stop. Um, And I really want to encourage you to start having these conversations with yourself out loud, you know, to social media, be careful who you follow on social media. And um, hopefully you start to surround your intake um, and those, the people who you look up to with people who are going to be honest about what they're doing, you know, whether or not they're taking steroids, um, what their food intake actually looks like on a day in day out basis, um, and what their bodies actually look like without, you know, photo editing, lighting, pump, um, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, if you have any other topics that you want me to talk about, let me know. I next episode is going to be on healthy food affordability and access as an extension of the last episode that I did, just kind of because the topic came up a little bit, um, talking about misconceptions of healthy food, access to healthy food, um, cost debates and things like that. Cause I think it's a really important conversation as a barrier to living a healthy diet and living a healthy everything. Um, so tune in for that 
episode next week. Excited to talk about it and we'll catch you in the next one. <music>